what's more effective, a well-trained person with no equipment or a well-equipped person with no training? Well, in certain cases, I'd have to say that a person with proper training can get by with minimal equipment. But ideally, you'd like to have both. Lads to leaders. Now, Lads to Leaders is known as a program, but I'd like to describe it as a process. You see, the name is the process. You take lads, young people, and you mature them into leaders. The process of lads becoming leaders is about both equipment and training. Young people are equipped with values. They are equipped with philosophy, and they are equipped with special skills. Lads to Leaders is not just learning to do, but in reality, it's doing to learn. And as people participate in the Lads to Leaders program, they become well-trained and well-equipped to be the future leaders. And church leaders or community leaders, it, it produces leadership qualities in young people. The Lads to Leaders program is the legacy of Dr. Jack Zorn, who invented the program. If you're interested in participating in Lads to Leaders, ladstoleaders.com. If you're interested in learning more about it, you can contact Rhonda Fernandez, 321-202-7600, 321-202-7600, ladstoleaders.com. Producing leaders in the church, in the future, in the young people of today. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. Over the last 18 years, we've had a very productive relationship with Vestavia Hills Youth Leadership. Uh, Kelly Botcher and Kim Pruitt have worked with our company for us to come down and do some things with their uh, leadership groups. We started out meeting in the evenings and doing some of our experiential education stuff, most of uh, initiative games and low elements. And then we ended up going in and spending a day with students, uh, letting them rotate through stations. Uh, setting up ropes in their gym so that they could swing. Uh, always had a, a wonderful time. Well, this past year, because we had to cancel a year because of the uh, virus, they wanted us to come down and work with the entire freshman class. Now, you can't go in and take 300 people and do a quality experiential ed program. You know, that ends up hiring 30 facilitators if you're not careful. And so what we ended up doing was presenting the material from the book Grappling with Life. Now, we, we take the book Grappling with Life, uh, Controlling Your Inside Space, and sometimes we do it as a boardroom presentation where it's just a lecture and you talk about the principles that are contained in the book. And, and sometimes we do it as an actual self-defense seminar where you get hands-on and get to do a little mat time and rep some techniques. 
Well, you can't do that with 300 freshman kids, and there might not have been 300 kids there. It just felt like it with all the energy there. And so we end up in this gym with the bleachers packed down of these very energetic young men. And let me just say to the staff and administration and the parents at Vestavia Hills, your young freshman men behaved themselves exemplary. They tolerated a lengthy presentation without a lot of hands-on, but they did volunteer and step down out of the bleachers and, and learn some things about top pressure and entanglement and leg entanglements. Uh, their principal actually does jujitsu too, so he's pretty comfortable letting us do some things. Uh, but we were working with these young people. We went about 45 minutes demonstrating some things and talking about the principles in the book. And then we had a little break for lunch. And coming back from lunch, uh, Miss Pruitt said, well, you know, maybe we should do something a little bit interactive just so that, you know, the boredom and the infectious energy of uh, high school freshmen doesn't take over our program. So about 10 minutes into Part B presentation, we decided to do a little game that, that we call Zombie Tag. Now, Zombie Tag is just this uh, really fun, high-energy game, and it is exactly what you think it is. Uh, you get a group of people in a contained area, and I, I, we probably had 150, maybe 175 guys out there on the floor. And we let one guy be it. Now, of course, you know how to play tag. You run from the it. And if the it tags you, you become it. Well, in zombie tag, you never lose an it. The it begins to multiply. So one guy tags one guy, and they have two it. So two it's tag somebody. you got four. Four people tag somebody. That's eight. And all of a sudden, you get this geometric explosion. You get this virus spread through everybody, and in 37 seconds, 150 or 175 kids were tagged. Boom, that fast. Well, then you sit everybody down. You say, now we're going to play zombie tag again, and our zombie, our guy who's it, is going to tag you, but this time if you get tagged, you do nothing. And so we played for 37 seconds because that was the time limit of the first game. That's how long it took to infect everybody. And, and then all of a sudden, you've got these guys, when they get tagged, they just sit down. And at the end of 37 seconds, in, in, in the same time frame, you end up with 10 or 15 people tagged. And then you move to part C or, or version 3, the third iteration of zombie tag. And this time, if you get tagged, you stand in front of the zombie. And just walk with him. You can't put your hands on him. You can't physically accost him. But if he tags somebody else, then you two guys link hands. And then if he tags somebody else, you link hands. And, and then you contain the virus. And, and when you play it out, you, you go from everybody being in the room infected to about 15 people in the room being infected to maybe only three or four guys being infected. That's, that's how you, you teach about how evil spreads. Evil is not omniscient, is not omnipresent. It, it doesn't have the ability to be worldwide. The only way evil gets spread is that when I encounter evil, I pass it on. Evil gets spread when I encounter it. I have a passive response. I'm not reactive. I don't pass it on, but I don't do anything. Then it still can spread, not as bad, but it still spreads, and then people end up being victims all the time. But at some point you recognize, you know, hey, this happened to me and I'm going to, in a proactive way, keep it from happening to somebody else. That's when you contain evil. I read a poster one time that said the only real answer to violence and evil are good men skilled in violence. And, and you can't be peaceful 
unless you're capable of violence. You see, if you're not capable of violence, you're not peaceful. You're just harmless. But if you have the capacity for violence and choose to contain it properly, then you can then be a peaceful person. But sometimes peace is not the answer. You have to confront evil proactively. Not reactively, but, but proactively. Well, something happened at Vestavia Hills Freshman Academy that, that I was unprepared for. Because we played Zombie Tag version 1, and then we played Zombie Tag version 2. And then just out of the blue, as we started to play Zombie Tag version 3, when I explained the rules and said, go, these young men just stood up and, and without being tagged at all, surrounded the it, surrounded the original zombie, and sacrificed themselves, put themselves between the evil and their classmates and contained it and stopped the game before the game got started. We didn't even have to play 37 seconds. In, in less than 37 seconds, the lesson taught itself that if you have people who are willing to stand between evil and everyone else, then evil can be contained or at least neutralized. At the end of this week, we'll celebrate Police Officers Memorial Day. And we'll celebrate the, the memorial about the guys who put themselves between us and evil. When I, when I was a boy, my brother shared with me these stories that he read from Stephen R. Donaldson, uh, The Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, The Unbeliever. And I don't recommend those books to you. It's a, it's a particular genre of science fiction fantasy. But there's a group of characters in that book called the Blood Guard. And, and they're these people who lived in the mountains. They're the Harukai people. And, and they made a vow that all they would do is protect this group of men who are the ruling council. And because of their vow, they don't need to sleep. They don't need to rest. They don't age. Their one purpose in life is to be this protective unit around the, the council of lords. And, and I've always been enamored with the idea of the blood guard. Somebody who just dedicates his entire existence to the service and protection of others. I've given the Blood Guard nickname to, to several young men who were countless, on countless occasions, proven that they would stood with you and by you. I, I refer to these guys who surrounded the zombie at Vestavia Hills as, as, as a group of Blood Guard. And although that word has more meaning for me than it does for you, it's a word that I don't use lightly, and when I use it, it's a compliment. And in speaking of the blood guard, the police officers and my work with them as a chaplain, in honor of Police Officers Memorial Week, I'll share with you something that I've written several times on Facebook. For a few hours, they are my students at the academy. I have trained with them. I have run with them. I have grappled with them. I hold them down with inescapable pressure during Red Man Day, <laughs> and later they try to hold me down during felony vehicle stops. 
I sometimes stand before them as they are married, beside them as they become parents, and with them when they endure the effects and after effects of tragedies, both personal and professional. I have stood over them as the flag was removed from the coffin and given to a weeping young lady and the coffin was lowered into the earth. I have watched their sons become officers and stand in the ranks of people that their dad stood with when they lost their lives. I have stood alone reading their names on a wall when nobody else was around. I've called young wives and said, hey, everything's okay. And I've sat beside young wives and held their hands when it wasn't. They wear armor to work. And they carry weapons when they take their children to church or out to eat. They stand between us and evil. In the academy, they called him Chicago because of his accent, and he was indeed from Chicago. But a, a guy in our lateral academy asked me to meet him and say a blessing over his badge. A, a blessing is simply a prayer that you pray. And this is a shortened version of the blessing that I wrote. The psalmist said, Thou, O Lord, are a shield about me. And we pray to you, asking you to bless the men and the women who wear a shield and serve our community. We ask that you not only bless the shield, but the heart that the shield covers. We petition your blessings on them, their families, and your continued blessings on our community. Father, we know that you know more than anyone else what it means to send a loved one into harm's way for the protection, safety, and salvation of others. And we ask a special blessing on all the badges and all the people who wear the badges as they do this as your servants in our community. TKM Incorporated is a supporter of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. They're located in Moss, Tennessee, and they specialize in erosion control, silt fence, seeding, sod, hydro seeding, hydro mulch, minor excavation work, and traffic control and construction signs. If you need any of their services, please call them at 931-243-3958. That is 931-243-3958. Or you can email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. TKM stands for the King's Men. And with their traffic control and construction signs, one of their primary missions is keeping people safe. But 
because they are the king's men, they are wishing that everyone could be saved. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive spiritual development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem. Grappling with life, controlling your inside space. A small essay using the principles of Brazilian jiu-jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country. Some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Oh,